Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. It's been a good week. Not too too busy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just coming off a cold. Um, right, right. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best of times, but I honestly wasn't the worst of times. So yeah, and it's never it's, great. Never great. No, exactly. It is what it is. But yeah, I um. I'd been taking like uh I, I don't know if you, you check this, but I had um I think it was Tylenol. I'm not getting paid to say this, but I think it was Tylenol, not Advil. Um I had I had Tylenol night times and like that was the only cold medicine I had other than like the regular um pain medication like yeah. that you would normally have. Um so I had nighttime Advils. They expired in September 2021. Ooh. I still took them. I felt better. They made me go to sleep. Does is that something you pay attention to? Do you like like is would that be a deal breaker? The expiration date? Yeah. So here's on the medi- thing. on medication. Like it was completely sealed. It was like in those uh individual pouches that like contain two gel capsules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't really pay attention to that that much. I also like yeah. So, like, when I'm sick, like, my girlfriend, she's from Ukraine, and she has, like, all this, like, medication. So, if I'm sick, she'll be like, no, no, like, take one of these, right? And the bottles, they're all in Ukrainian. I can't read them. So, I have no idea what yeah. I'm taking, like, whatsoever. But they always work, but I have no clue what it is. And I wonder how many, re- how many like, alerts you'd, like, um, you'd set off on a, um, on a doping test. Oh, uh, probably a lot. Like, I have no clue, like. <laughs> She, I'm, I'm like, what, what, do you know what it is? Like, is it like Advil? She's like, yeah, kinda. <laughs> I'm like, I think, sure. Like, I guess it'll, it won't, probably won't make it worse. I mean, probably not. Right. Like, most of the time they work. So, but yeah, I think expiration day is probably fine. I'm not a doctor, though, so I wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm still alive. So I've got that going for me. Nice, nice. And yeah, other than that, I mean, there's, Obviously, the Panthers had three games this week while we, you know, uh, were off, and we'll get into those. But first, you wanted to talk to about a couple of things going on around the league. Number one, you wanted to talk about Carson Breer. Uh, I don't know if people have seen, I'm sure they have, the video of him pushing uh, someone's wheelchair down the stairs while they were uh, downstairs using the bathroom. Your thoughts on the whole situation, keeping in mind this video came out like what one or two days after uh Carson Breer's yeah. father Danny Breer was announced as the interim GM of the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean talk about not a good look. Not a good look, not great timing. And like the the, the thing that gets me is like 
it's just who does especially that? Especially given who you are. Why would you even like people have phones everywhere they can film? Like there are cameras everywhere nowadays. Why would you even risk like like why would you even risk doing something mildly bad? I, I don't let know. alone that. Like, yeah, like that's like, he was brutal. obviously he, he was obviously like heavily intoxicated. He was drinking at the time. So like, like judgment wasn't a hundred percent there, but you've got to assume yeah. that you've got to assume that there's more common sense than that. Yeah. And the other part of it too, is like, it's not like we're talking about, you know, a 17 year old kid playing junior hockey, or like he's 23 years old, right? You should know, especially by then that you probably shouldn't be doing that regardless of whether you've been exactly. drinking or not. Like, just brutal, bad look for for the Breers, the family, um, and obviously the person whose wheelchair was damaged. You never want to see that, but just yeah, weird story, but just brutal. Can can the Flyers catch a PR break? No, I mean, first of all, like the decision, like I feel like the hiring of Danny Breer was their like PR break. They're like, oh, you know what, local legend, right? People and you want to know it. what? I I do think that he will be a full-time GM, whether it be with the Flyers or with another team in the next five years. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, we'll see but, how he how he does in this interim role. I think it'd be hard to do a worse job than Chuck Fletcher. And I don't understand firing Chuck Fletcher after the trade deadline. Also an interesting move. Yeah. Seems like he'd maybe want to get that done a little earlier. I don't know what changed between then and now, unless you thought he was going to... I, I heard, I heard it was... I heard the final straw was his lack of moves at the deadline. But like, and it's like, well, really? Like that's the final straw. Like you let so much other stuff go, and that's where you're like you're making the decision. So I did just, I found that. Yeah, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see how how Danny Breer does there. I'm sure he'll do uh, a decent job, at least. An improvement because the Flyers are in there a nightmare as a franchise right now. Yeah, like we were talking before we started recording about like worst run NHL teams, and the two that really come to mind are the, the Flyers and the Canucks. Yeah, like, because I just, just don't think they have any direction. I, th- there's not many other organizations that y- you can look at and go, where are you, like are you even trying to win like? in the future or now or ever like i think it's just like the they think they're something they're not they're not evaluating themselves well i think vancouver though is probably better situated than the flyers because i think they actually have like legitimately better pieces exactly like they're they're they've got the foundation i don't think the flyers have anything no like they have a couple like decent young players like Faraby, uh frost connectney um part Heart, heart, especially Cam York. Like they have a couple guys that are like they're good, but no one to the level of like a Quinn Hughes or an Elias Patterson. Not at all, right? So, I think you'd rather be the Canucks. Both teams are also just in like huge cap binds because yeah. which they got themselves into because they just didn't know what direction they were going. Exactly. Um, just giving giving guys money they should not have been given. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, 
And then the other thing going on around the league, uh, big story was James Reimer opting not to wear a pride jersey for the San Jose Sharks pride night, which we saw earlier in the season, obviously, with the Flyers, shocking, uh, and Ivan Provorov, and then a couple of teams that have planned on wearing pride jerseys and then didn't under the assumption that there was probably a player who didn't want to wear it. What are your thoughts on the whole situation I'm not going to comment on on James Reimer's specific decision. Like, I I, I believe that you know, like if he doesn't want to do it, that's his decision. And I, I as a human being, I can't help but ha- feel the requirement to respect that. Um, what I will say is, I think the the, the San Jose Sharks organization handled it with with so much professionalism, and I think that was perfect. Like you. They probably they James Reimer probably sat down with management said hey listen like I don't feel comfortable I'm not going to do this the shark said okay that's fine we're we're going to respect that choice and you're going to have to explain yourself and that's exactly what he did and I I think that you, you know you're you're respecting the human being and I I think that fundamentally as an organization that's that's the right thing to do yeah and I also they didn't let him like hide either like some of the other teams maybe had done with certain players right they're like yeah if that's your decision we're going to carry on doing our thing because that's our organization and our values and if you want to express yours you can do it i thought his statement was like very contradictory um that he put out but he did put out a statement um like the they they didn't do him a favor necessarily either right because but by doing that, he was a little bit singled out, and he 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 had to take on the the brunt of of the the backlash. So I I'm okay with that, and and I think that you know you look at the Rangers, the completely um uh, like eighty six their plans to wear the jerseys. I think that you know by you're you're not you're not bowing down to the player. You're respecting the player's decision, but you're also saying, Hey, like you can do whatever you want, but we're going to, we're going to go ahead with this. And we think this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Cause I think if you do what the Rangers did, you're essentially saying we care more about our player than we care about making people feel included and, you know, doing that. And if, and then they put out, I think the Rangers put out a statement. They're like, no, no, no. Like we're all about inclusion. It's like, well, then you should have done it anyways. Yeah, that there was like I I just think the sharks handled it the best that you can you can handle that type of a situation. Yeah, I, I yeah I think I think they really did from an organizational perspective. Like, you know, they put out their statement. Ryan put out his. They had their captain talk to the uh, media, right? Like they they handled it well for for that situation. Exactly. Um. And yeah, that's all I really want to say about that. So I want to get into yeah. talking about some Panthers hockey. We talked last week on the on the podcast, right? And we said, look, three games in between now and our next episode. Um, they pro I think we said they need to grab like at least five points. They grabbed all six. Yeah. Um, from these games. The we'll start off with the Canadian games. Nine five, not a ton of defense or goaltending going on in that one. Um, I was working on that game. It was a nightmare. I I was just getting the 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 push updates on my phone, and may I just add 
as a complete tangent. I I don't know if you you yes you get the NHL updates for quite a few teams actually. Um, yeah, you've seen it. I have like twelve teams picked. Lately, they have just been horrendous. They have been so delayed. Like I just I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know uh, what? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get a push update, and I'm like, yeah, that happened like three goals ago. Yeah, uh, you know what? I also don't like to, and it didn't really apply to that game, but some when, in games when a team they'll give you the update that a team scored right. But then the other team will challenge and it'll be ruled offside or whatever. They, they won't tell you. They don't tell you it's been disallowed. No, I agree. I'm just looking at the score. I'm like, how is it only this? Because that goal was disallowed. Like, yeah. So anyway, so I was getting the push updates, but of course they were mega delayed. So every time I checked the score, like after yeah. an update, I was just like completely different from what it was. And that was just, I mean, talk about just an absolute gong show of first period. Yeah, like I don't even know how you like begin to evaluate that game because like the goaltending just wasn't there, especially in that first period for either team. I think the Panthers overall, like, were by far the better team. They should have won that game. They deserve to win that game. They did win that game. But like if you you go into that locker room, I don't know what you say to the team. I mean, you know, game's nine five. You didn't give up a ton defensively. Like, no. Right? They just didn't get any saves. They also didn't need the saves. Montreal got even less goaltending oh my god and and we how often do you get to see a goalie get pulled and they get put back into the game i can't remember seeing that before like i think it's i think i've seen it happen before but not at the nhl level for sure no definitely not that like yeah like at that level i've seen it happen in juniors for sure yeah but but in nhl i've never seen like exactly and 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 you can't even like blame them too because like Jake Allen came in and he was definitely worse than Atrocious. Sam Montembeau. Atrocious, right? And you know you'll you'll take it as a Panthers fan, but not what you want to see uh, from your goalie if you're Montreal. Um, so great to get the win there, and then obviously the big one, the game that was looking like it was going to be the toughest one on the schedule, and and was a four-two win over the Devils with a big third period comeback. Um, did you, were you able to watch that game? I was not, once again, push updates. And, you know, I, I saw them go down 2 nothing, And I was like, hmm, like the Devils are a good team. Like, I don't know. And then I just kind of got all like the the three goals in a flurry. And it was like, whoa, like this is a different turn of events. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't even think like they were down 2 nothing. I don't think they were playing that poorly, right? Like, I don't think they changed that much from the first and second to the third period. I think the shots just started to go in. They were doing the same types of things, getting to the uh, the dangerous areas of the ice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the puck just started going in for them. And then tonight against Detroit, which was realistically a closer game than I thought it was going to be. Right? And yeah, I, like, D- Detroit always has that fight in them, right? They're, I think they're a better team than you'd, like, give them credit for. Right? And they do have some some good players. Um, but again, again, the Panthers need to win that game to stay in the in the playoff hunt, and they now are because of that game and because of Pittsburgh's loss to Ottawa, they are in a playoff spot for the time being. Um, so it's nice that they're able to get the win. Obviously, a bit of concern, Sam Bennett, uh, getting banged up a little bit. We'll see what updates there are on him. Um, but and just a quick note on on that game, I was only able to watch the last ten minutes or so. Um. What a clutch, clutch effort by Eric Stahl at the end. Oh, yeah. 
like to 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 strip the puck, get it to Duclair, and then and then the to score speed. on the two on zero. Like I was oh. like, I had, yeah. I had not seen that too often this season. No, you really haven't. I mean, like that was it. It was like it, it's that point in the game where it's if you know Detroit gets another one, now you're tied, right? That's the one that gives you that separation. Yeah. Um, like when it's when you're up three two, you if there's going to be another goal, you need to be the team that scores it. And that that was that was game over, right? Yeah, it was. Realistically, that was. And then and then Dylan, Dylan Larkin took what I what I would characterize as a stupid offensive zone penalty um and just completely sabotaged his team's hopes at a comeback. I would I would agree. I don't think that was a great penalty to take, but a penalty. Yeah. Uh, and then Carter Verhage with a like nice nifty move in the nifty move in the slot um to to make it five two. That was yeah. just like the the perfect way to end the game. Yeah, Carter Verhage all time career high in professional goals in a season. And also Alexander Barkov, the all-time franchise leader in points now, overtaking Jonathan Huberto. Um, I mean, it was inevitable he was going to do it at some point. Yeah. Um, and deservedly so. I mean, he has been the most important player in this franchise's history. Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's, he's, his, his record is going to be really, really tough to catch. Yeah, because he's going to keep putting them up. Exactly. Right. And, and I, so. you know, like he's been with the organization since he was drafted. Like th- there's not going to be, it's going to take a, a very long time for somebody to catch up to him is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I think I would agree. I don't know how long it's going to take before anyone reaches that mark. And it's impressive too, especially for a guy who's like the offense, isn't like the standout part of his game. Like he's the two way center. He's defensive games. Excellent. Right, he wasn't drafted to be that offensive point producer yet. Here he sits yeah. atop the franchise all-time point getters. Exactly, which is just really impressive, very well deserved, um, and even better that he's able to do it in a game where the Panthers are able to grab two points uh, over this last stretch because the Panthers have been very, very good lately. Have you noticed anything different in the team in terms of what they're doing? Like, what do you think's been the reason for this kind of turnaround? It's it's tough to pinpoint one specific situation. I I love the defensive like presence in the ozone, and just their ability to produce either assists or goals. Like you saw it for, with Forsling today, um, like that that's been a huge huge aspect of why they they've been able to be so good. And Bob's kind of dialed it down. Yeah, it's that think, Montreal I... game. Um, he's, been, he's been very good since probably January-ish. Like, definitely not back to Vezina form, but, like, definitely starting goalie form and just really, really dependent stuff that you can count on most nights. Yeah, and I think that's been a big factor. I think players getting healthy has been a big factor in terms of having Barakov healthy, Bennett healthy, although we'll see. And Anthony DeClaire obviously coming back into the lineup. I think that help gives you more depth um, and allows you just to kind of see what you have as a team when you're all healthy. And then I think just, I don't know what it is, but the mentality of the team just seems to be a bit different. Like they just seem to be as a whole dialed in. They seem to be working harder, finishing their checks more. They seem to be just more relentless, more confident in everything that they do. 
Like it's almost like something's clicked in them that they're like, all right, like we need to win games, right? No messing around. Let's just go out there and do it. Absolutely. And it's it's like on-ice success is so dependent on off-ice culture. And, you know, I I, I don't know if, if it's hard to it's hard to really like be able to pinpoint something like that. Like I I don't know if it's, you know, like is it is it Paul Maurice? Like is his like attitude starting to to really like like settle into the organization? I don't know if it's just like, you know, the players dialing down. I it's it's really tough to like pinpoint one specific thing, but yeah, it's like- been going really well. Yeah, like I don't know what the cause is, but you can see the effect and you can see how it's impacting the team. They're able to come back in games. Um, they're just battling all over the ice and having the goaltending. Like it just seems to be for the first time this year kind of clicking for them. Yeah, and it's 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 really, really cool to see. Yeah, it's like finally like this is the team we wanted to see all season long. You know, yeah, like it's... we knew the depth was going to be, you know, a bit different, but I I don't want to compare it, and I'm that's not what I'm trying to do here, but it's reminiscent of what we saw last season, and just like that off ice culture, just like they were like the cats, you know, like it was just, vibing. They were vibing. They were like the vibing panther. It was just. It, that was it was a good time and you know it's it's reminiscent of that it reminds me of that i don't want to say that it is that because it is different from that but it's it's just it's it's really good stuff to see yeah i think you're just seeing like a, a team that's locked in and trying to push and do what they can to, to be in the postseason and you know it's obviously there's still a lot more to go there's still i think 12 games left um where they're going to still need to to perform at this kind of clip um, but I think <clears throat> as a fan, your confidence in the team has to be a lot higher now than it was two, three weeks ago. 100%. And, you know, like, let, let's just, like, we won't beat around the bush. It feels really good to to be talking on, like, about this and they're actually in a playoff spot. Yeah, it does. And this is, like, real. like, this season, like, our, our, we're not been the most positive, right? Like, most of our episodes have kind of been a bit negative because the team's not been doing great. It's finally nice to be able to talk about the team very positively and to have lots of guys performing and producing. Uh, really great to see. Uh, we will talk more about the Panthers in just a sec, though. I do have a quick ad read, so we're going to try to keep this episode a bit shorter. Um, so I'm going to do that from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend or last weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code XXX or THPN and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, back to the Panthers here. I want to ask you a question to start off. 
the back part of this episode. If the Florida Panthers get into the postseason, is Matthew Kachuk a Hart Trophy contender? Now, I want to preface this by saying, like, I don't see a reality where he wins it because Connor McDavid is no. ridiculous. So let's just like, but is he in the mix for like a finalist spot? I like I definitely think he's gonna get some votes and he deserves to get some votes. I I think that there's no doubt that he has been the most valuable Panther MVP, most valuable Panther. Um, oh, 100%. He's been unbelievable. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I do think he should be in the conversation, but he's probably a top top five candidate. That's That's as far as I'll go. So like, if he's top five, who's more valuable to them than the team? Like obviously McDavid, Connie, yeah. Um, one second, I'm just gonna pull everything up here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, go for it. Sorry, I just kind of think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just give me a second here. Um, like, like again, you can only count teams in the playoffs because it's the Hart Trophy, and that's all they really care about. And really, like it, it shouldn't, but it is. It's so stupid. But, um. I think you've got to give Tage Thompson a nod, but if they don't get in, not ahead, no, not not ahead. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, talk about a sensational season he's having. Is it though? Like, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Um, I, but like, I don't like. Even... You've got to. You've got to probably talk about Linus Olmark. Like, I like I I don't think I, again. This is all this is all very like debatable because I, I you know I think we're just talking about number two candidate because Connor again yeah because like, to me like would you argue Omar and Pasternak kind of hurt each other's cases because they're both valuable. Well, and, and that's the thing, and uh, you know I Olmark's just kind of the goalie. Like I think he. he like there always has to be a goalie in the mix, and that's just him this year. Yeah, and right. Yeah, like, there is going to be a goalie in the mix. I don't see. Like I think he wins the Vesna, no doubt. But I don't think he'll. He's. I don't think he's been quite good enough. Like you know how goalies like goalies to get a heart nod have to like really really carry their team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like when Igor Shosturkin like carried the Rangers last year, I thought he should be like a finalist for the Hart Trophy, and I think he was. Yeah, um, and and Swayman Swayman's been there as well. You can't forget about him. But it, it but the team is just really good, regardless. Yeah, of and, and, and we're probably talking about uh, um, Pasternak is maybe having the edge if you were going to pick a Boston player. Yeah, I like I I think if you were going to go Boston, you'd go David Pasternak. Yeah, you, you pretty much have to. Um. But you want to know what? The more I look at this, like maybe Eric Carlson, but Eric Carlson couldn't be in the mix because he's plays for the Sharks and the Sharks are like so bad. Um, like Kachuk's definitely a top five contender, I think. Like, because for me, and I'm not even, I'm not even joking about this. No, no bias aside, I think he's number two for me if the Panthers get in. Because, well, you, you mentioned Nikita Kucherov. Matthew Kachuk's a better defensive player than Nikita Kucherov, number one. 
right? Nikita Kucherov kind of just floats, and he's able to do what he's able to do because he has Braden Point, a really good two-way center. Do you do you believe that you know just the 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 fact that you know Ku, uh, not Kucherov Kachuk with like the, his reputation and the fact he's been suspended would that weigh against him in any way in in such a such a voting like the suspension but just the you know the type of player that he is that he he's not afraid to to play dirty like let's face it and i uh, i love I think that, that I, I think that adds value like can he, it i it, think it, it does it, because like if nikita kucherov goes pointless in a night he probably didn't do anything but matthew kachuk could go pointless and still have a good impact on the game 100 percent. and as, as long as and being a rat and drawing penalties and i but i i think like as a voter like they're gonna be hesitant more or less just i i think that the reputation is going to have an impact on the voting. Now, this is not what I feel, but I think this is what the journalists are thinking. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't see him coming second in voting, but I would have him second. Personally. You, like, the more we talk... Like, I just don't know if you... Oh, you've cut out. You're back. I, I think you cut out. No, 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 you cut out. But that's fine. Uh, what were you saying? I, the more we talk about it, the more I agree that like he's like I just I'm looking at it now and I haven't looked into it too much. I'm not gonna lie. I just kind of thought of this while I was reading the ad. Um and I'd seen a couple people mentioning stuff online, but like I don't know if you can make a more I don't think you can make a better case for any other candidate other than Connor McDavid, realistically. Because no, I don't you can't. Think, like, you, you flat out cannot. Because Nikita Kutrov's been good, but the gap between Nikita Kutrov and the second best player on that team is a lot smaller than what Matthew Kachuk's done compared to the second most um, important player to the Panthers. And, and Yeah, and you, I don't even think you can... Like, Dreisaitl is de facto eliminated because he plays with McDavid, right? He, like, he'll get votes, for sure, but he's not... For gonna, sure. Right? Like, he'll be in the mix probably for some votes. I think Jack Hughes will get votes. Um, Jason Robertson will, for sure, as well. Eric Carlson will get... a probably a good amount of votes but i think you look at in terms of value to their team i don't know if anyone's been more valuable than matthew the truck aside from Connor mcdavid but like that's he's ridiculous. like the 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 only thing that you know like kachuk is in top 10 in goals is the only thing that's probably like would hurt him that's true like right because because goals are considered like much more valuable than assists, but an assist is essentially a goal. It really is. And when you look at his underlying metrics, he's unbelievable. Exactly. Right? Like the Panthers are so much better when he's on the ice versus when he's not. So much. And so for me, I think he's got to be at least top three. Surely the voters see that. Yeah, like he's um, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down from a top five to a top three. I, I will. I, I can, I can do that. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where. You know, again, it's all. You know, depends on where the team finishes and things like that. But he's put forward a pretty good case. He has to be in the mix. So we'll see. Um, last thing here. Panthers upcoming schedule. Um, they've got three games. In between now and our next episode, 
which will be next Sunday. Um, starting tomorrow with a back-to-back versus Philadelphia. Then they've got Toronto and then the New York Rangers. What are you looking to see from these games in terms of points? Because this isn't an easy three-game stretch because you got two really good teams and you got a not great team, but you're on a back-to-back with a little bit of travel. I I I love being um, conservative in these situations, but times are dire. Not dire, but like there's pressure. Um, I'm gonna have to say four out of six. Four points out of six. That means a win or two wins. Uh, two wins or a win and two OT or shootout losses. Yeah, I think that would be probably about what you should expect like would hope like, for i i don't think that's optimistic i don't think that's pessimistic yeah i think the team it, is in yeah um if we wanted to be optimistic we'd say five if we wanted to be pessimistic we'd say three but i think the fair expectation is definitely four points yeah i think the worst thing is to go like oh and three obviously Right, like, well, obviously, and but it's going to be tough because Philly plays. Phil, like Philly's not a great team, but they work really hard, right? Yeah. And if you're the Panthers on a back to back with travel, that can hurt you, right? If a team's just going to outwork you because you're not going to, it's going to you're going to be hard. It's going to be hard to outwork them. Yeah. Right. Um, with the Leafs, if they start Matt Murray, I'm going to think you got a pretty good shot to get a to get some points there. And I think a lot of it is going to be down to um, the Panthers' in-zone defense because I think that's where Toronto really hurts you. They're not – like, they can be dangerous off the rush, but I think they're much better at moving the puck in the zone. That's where you're going to – that's where the game's probably going to be decided. Um, And, you know, if you can just kind of grind them down, um, it should be a really good matchup. And then the Rangers, an interesting one. I think that's a winnable game. Um, for the Panthers, the Rangers have been good offensively. Um, lately, and they made a lot of moves at the deadline, but I still, I still like the Panthers to maybe get that one. I, I do too. I, you know, I think that the, the those are going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy game, but I do see holes in the Rangers game. Like it's not, it's not an complete game by any means so uh, the that that's definitely a winnable game for the panthers yeah and i think like it's we... like uh, it's gonna come down to depth i want to say against that team yeah and it's i think depth and special teams yeah which is where a lot of games are decided realistically realistically yeah um especially special teams yeah, I mean, we said before, like last week's episode, they need to probably go like nine, five, and one the rest of the way. Yeah, I think I I heard that they have to go nine and four. That that's what Paul Maurice thinks. Yeah, so, um, that off to a great start, right? Yeah. And when you were looking at the breakdown of games, and we were saying like you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, but then also win a couple of the ones you're not supposed to. Um, I think the game against the Flyers is huge. They need to, they need to get a win out of that. Um, and then you're just trying to get something from the other two. Um, because, yeah, they still have the Leafs three more times. So 
I think you need to beat the Leafs at least twice. You, you really or at least do. get or at least get three points. And three you know, beating the Leafs means so much more because guys love to, right? Yeah. Like the the, like the, the Leafs the, get everyone's best. Exactly, the momentum boost you can get from beating the Leafs, I think, is much higher than other teams around the league. Yeah. So I think right, and you you want to show up, you want to beat them. Yeah. Um. It, so it'll be interesting, but it is a tricky stretch of games here. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully the goaltending can hold up. And then, yeah, looking down the stretch, you top like some hard games um, against the Leafs, Carolina in the distant future. But the team's trending. Like, I'm feeling all right about this stretch again. The confidence level is pretty decent right now. And yeah. it's just kind of keeping the ball rolling and at the same time, hopefully try to get some help from teams around the league in terms of handing losses to Pittsburgh and the Islanders would be ideal. Yeah, like, not going to lie. It was first time in a long time I found myself cheering for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it's like it's one of the first times in a while like I've turned on a game and just like rooted against a team for that reason of like, they have yeah. to. We need that. I need this team to lose. You know exactly, and that's, and that's just kind of what it is in this stretch run when you're in a battle, um, for those last few, uh, playoff spots. I mean, right now there's kind of three teams that are really in the mix, being Florida, Pittsburgh, and New York, um, and then there's a few teams just kind of lingering on the outs. Some will say, you know, Ottawa is still in the mix, Buffalo's in the mix, Washington, I guess, but they've also sold players, so. It'll be, again, like we said last week on the episode, you know, regardless of how it, you know, ends up, it's going to be a fun journey, a fun finish to the season. Just enjoy it. And that's what we got to do. Yeah, I, I agree. And we will see. But, yeah, I think we'll end this one here um, because we're recording this very late at night. I would like to go to bed. Um, but, yes, thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. We appreciate it, as always. And we'll be back next week brand new episode talking more Panthers hockey and we'll see you all then Center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete.